into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 16th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. And Shane, uh, um, look, there's this little video that's gone viral all around the world of a young six-year-old watching Akka Daka. Now, you know a little bit about this story. Can you tell us more? Yeah, my son Thomas, I found him yesterday um, just <laughs> sitting on the couch watching his <laughs> iPad. And um, he was uh, he he spoken to Siri and asked to listen to some ACDC. So I... Uh, Dad nearly shed a tear, mate, <laughs> watching his son listen to Akadaka, mate. I was uh, I was a very proud father there, that's for sure. TNT. <laughs> it goes well when they're playing roadblocks on their iPad. Oh, I loved it when you sent that through. Uh, now, we have a charity auction, of course, running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raised funds for important cancer research. There are some really wonderful items, so make sure you make the time to go and have a squeeze. There's a signed Wallabies jersey. They are hoping that 2022 will be a big and bright year, particularly against the Kiwis, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. Now, on the show today, they had a wardrobe malfunction in Pyeongchang, but the French team that makes the mighty comeback. We also talk cricket, and there's a whole stack of footy. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks... Well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. This is a quirky yarn, isn't it, from the Winter Olympic Games with these French ice dancers who four years ago had a wardrobe malfunction, Shane, <laughs> and have come back and won gold. I love this story. This is so French. Um, the French pair, uh, as you said, had a, had a, um, a wardrobe malfunction four years ago. Gabriella uh, Papadakis and Guillaume Cizeron, um, they had won gold this time round um, with a record score of 226.98. But four years ago, Cizeron accidentally unclasped his partner's dress. So you can imagine, you can imagine the chat for the last four years. You'd rather undress me than win gold, <laughs> anyway. But um, they've come good and they've broken the world record with uh, a record score there. But uh, it would have been a tough five years after he accidentally, the Frenchman, unclasped her dress. <laughs> well, there's so many one-liners there. Uh, oh, so I know, French. And, so French. And I know, and she had to keep trying to dance by covering up her top. And anyway, they've 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 come back and they've won the gold medal. Now this headline: fifteen-year-old Winter Olympic star has slapped the world in the face. What do you make of this? Well, this has the ability to undermine the whole Olympic movement. And um, yeah, she's 15-year-old Camilla uh, Velavira. And yeah, she's tested positive to a banned substance, but it's been overturned. It's, it's quite unclear in reading all about the story why it's been overturned. But um, obviously the Russian Olympic Committee have come out and supported it. And everyone else has condemned this happening and saying it could as I said, undermine the whole Olympic movement moving forward. So they're not quite sure what will happen if she does medal um, in her event. But, uh, yeah, the rest of the world not happy with this at all. They're barely there anyway. Uh, and the mention mm. that you 
just made then of the Russian Olympic Committee. And that's what all the athletes from Russia are competing under because they're not allowed to compete as Russian athletes. They've got to compete mm. as part of the Russian Olympic Committee. This was this you know, middle-of-the-road decision that uh, the IOC yeah. made to still allow them to compete. It, uh, it, it's, a, it's a little sign, isn't it, that, that you know, things are staying very much the same. Uh, it's very, very murky, um, very, very murky. Mm. Uh, now, a scary moment for snowboarder Tess Cody, Australia's um, athlete, of course. She'd already won a medal. Um, it, it is so dangerous, isn't it, Um the, the the events on the, on the snow, particularly when they're coming down at the rate of knots. Yeah, she had a, a huge crash. Um, she was currently positioned third, as you said, Timmy. She's already won bronze um, during this Olympics. So, look, she she came down hard, but uh, in real classy fashion. Tess Cuddy sort of left the course still with a big smile on her face, and um, look, she can go home knowing that she's performed really well. But uh, as you said, Timmy, it's it's a dangerous sport. Anytime you go up in the air and you start doing twists and turns and, and backflips and somersaults and all the stuff that they do, it's uh, very dangerous. Oh, yeah. I've been watching some of the the landings in the aerials the other night when mm. uh, the Australians crashed out, but there was reason for it. High winds and blustery conditions and mm. the way that they slapped the back of their head. Goodness gracious me. Now, cricket, 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 cricket. Not often do we report a cricket match when Nepal is taking on Ireland, but there was a lovely moment, a lovely gesture that took place. Wouldn't often happen, I don't think, in many cricket matches out here in Australia. But uh, you tell me more. Well, really, really good to see. It was um, it was Nepal versus Ireland, and so two minnows playing, mm. and um, the Ireland batter was accidentally tripped um, by the the Nepalese bowler. Um, the ball was then thrown to the wicketkeeper, who could have run the the Ireland, Irish batsman out. And as if sheep, the keeper decided. In good sportsmanship and good on him, uh, didn't take the bails off and uh, let the let the Irish batter bat on. So, um, yeah, congratulations to him. It's a really really good effort. And you know, sport we need some good gamesmanship and sportsmanship. It's really really good to see by the Nepalese keeper. Okay, Sheffield Shields on the line. You're playing mm. at the WACA ground in Perth. Same thing happens to Joe Angel. You just happen to be wicket keeping because <laughs> you know Phil Emery or Brad Haddon's gone down injured. Adam Gilchrist, and it, same thing happens to you. What a shame. Lee do? Um, only Joe Angel had run him out because <laughs> <laughs> he, he used to bounce the shit out of me. <laughs> gone, gone, Joe, gone. Yep. Uh, now, Marcus Harris, he's back in the runs. He is. He's um, he scored a one-day 100 at Adelaide, Adelaide over, which is probably the, the best batting conditions you can get. Um, he's still got a 100. Uh, it's his first 100 um, since October last year. Um, he actually came off a hundred in grade cricket as well, so he's in he's in a good run of form. Um, it's not same as getting runs in the longer version of the game, but you know, still getting a hundred, your feet are moving, he's starting to hit the ball well. So it's, at least it's good preparation for the Pakistani tour. Now a lot of people wouldn't know the name Tim David, but uh, he has signed a very lucrative BBL deal. His accountant's going to know his name now. He's had a, oh, a, a fantastic uh, couple of weeks. He's a Singapore-born Australian, um, plays here for the uh, Hobart Hurricanes. He's just signed a two-year deal with them. But more importantly, he's just signed a one-year contract with the Mumbai Indians in the IPL for $1.53 million. Um, and This is off the back of a superb um, Pakistan Super League 
um, tour where he averaged 81.50 at a strike rate of 211, which is huge. And uh, he's also signed now with Lancashire and, and in the Caribbean League. So he's going to make money upwards of $2 million um, this coming year for a young guy called Tim David. So good on him. He smacks the ball hard, Tim. Yeah, he's going to uh, he's going to out uh, earn his... He's singing Uncle mm. Craig, David, I think, at some point. <laughs> I do just. I do just. We've gone from two ends of the spectrum, haven't we? ACDC to Craig David. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, we've got tennis, AFL, NRL. It's all on the way. Novak Djokovic, I'm sick of hearing his name. He's a great tennis player. There was the massive fight that went on over the Australian Open and he still is hammering this whole vaccination or non-vax line. It's punishing. It is. And um, look, he's prepared to pay the price. Uh, He said he's not going to get vaccinated. Um, And if that means he can't play in any more uh, majors, then so be it. This was the best sort of explanation I've heard him give, um, at least formally or written, uh, where he mm. sort of said he believes in freedom of choice, and what he put in his what he puts in his body is up to him. He said he's done that his whole career, from food mm. through to supplements, anything he puts in into his mouth um, to give him the maximum performance. And uh, he just doesn't believe that getting vaccinated will allow him to do that. And it sort of it contradicts his 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 whole ethics of, of what he's about. So. That's what he's about, fair enough. But, um, you know, the world's about other things too. So he, he may pay the price, I believe. Yeah, it, uh, he may do. Or he already has with the Australian yeah. Open. Yeah. Uh, it, the world is changing, though, isn't it? It's moving quickly mm. in another direction. So he may well just be fine to play. Who knows? Ash Barty earns an amazing um, rap uh, being compared to Roger Federer. Jeez, I wish I was compared to Roger Federer. I loved his backhand. Um, but they're comparing sort of her ease around the court and ability to you know, um, control the other players by her backhand slice and the forehand. Look, there's only uh, four other players, uh, modern current players, that have won on all three surfaces, clay, grass, um, and hardcourt, and that's Federer, Nadal, Novak Djokovic, and Serena Williams. So she's an amazing company there, and so she should be. She's an amazing um, tennis player. Now, I know you're a big Dragons fan, um, and I, I know, look, I love mm. the rugby league of the late 70s. I was just a boy, obviously, but uh, there was a player that played for St. George, and they reckon he was the smallest player of all time. Played in the 77 grand final as halfback Mark Shulman, and he's died suddenly. Um, yeah, Vale Mark Shulman at the age of 70. Yeah, sad news. And uh, he was tiny, wasn't he? And uh, it's sort of, I think he showed other people, it didn't matter how big or, or small you are, um, if you're tough enough, you can play the, the game of footy and uh, yeah, condolences to his family. Yeah, Mark Shulman, Perry Haddock. You'd have to put Alan Langer in that class, wouldn't you? Some of yep. these really diminutive guys that were fantastic players. Now, the AFL has revealed this figure, this cash figure that uh, COVID has cost them. And look, it doesn't come as an enormous surprise, but it, boy, it's a big uh, load of money, isn't it? It's a big jump. Um, they've come out and said the underlying operating costs um, have risen from $22.7 million to 43 during COVID. Mm. That's a massive jump, $20 million bucks there. And uh, the good news for them is that their um, their income has actually increased as well by about $63 million a year because of their new media deal. So they fell still in a very, very good position. But, you know, the main, they knew they had to spend the money over the last two years to keep the, 
to keep the game going, to keep the fans interested, and they've done that, and uh, congratulations to them. But it is a big, big cost. Mark Rudin is the last latest coach at the Western Sydney Wanderers. They've had seven coaches in five years. Once the pride of Western Sydney, huge crowds, they burst onto the scene as this new um, sporting team and everyone got on board. But the last few years have been absolutely awful for them. And you look, he's coming out and, and being hopeful and promising. He says it's going to take small steps. But for them, the supporters, uh, they've had this happen so many times. They're almost exhausted by it. They are. And uh, I don't know if you could take small steps when they replace a coach every uh, every other day. As I say, Tim, um, how do you think mm. they'll go on the field as, as a team? I think they need, that's where they need to be making the changes, surely. Well, I, look, I think they've made those changes. They've continually mm. made those changes. So, look, something's not right at the Western Sydney Wanderers and they need mm. to get they need need to get it sorted because they they do have a, a very big band of supporters that are starting to wilt. Uh, now the NBA, yep. I'm positive about this. I think Ben Simmons will do well at Brooklyn. He's 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 had a practice session. Something tells me the whole Paddy Mills influence will just take him in another direction. Paddy Mills has a seems to have a calming influence on everyone, on 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 the fans, um, on his teammates, uh, and on, on the people around him. Um, hence to what, the reason why he was our flag bearer at the, at the Olympics. Um, mm. But yes, Ben Simmons is back on the court and really, really good to see. He's obviously a little bit scratchy, but uh, yeah, he's back on there. And look, there's going to be a lot of distractions being based in Brooklyn, New York, but uh, I think he's got a really, really sound team around him. And Paddy Mills is a very, very good influence. So hopefully Ben Simmons can get back to you know, his best uh, basketball. Yeah, I don't know whether the, the the city and where he plays is is the great problem. I think that there was a larger problem. There was personality problem uh, mm. at the at the, at Philadelphia, and and that's what um, tore it apart. So I, I think that yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyway, we'll come back in twelve months and have an assessment of how it all goes. But uh, I think we all hope that it goes well. Now, what about? Uh, I, I just know, Timmy. If I was playing cricket in New York, I wouldn't have lasted twelve years. Yeah, I reckon if I was. Playing <laughs> cricket in New York, I would have eaten a few Reuben sandwiches. I know that. Uh, lovely sandwiches with the pickles. Now, um, Andrew Whitworth, of course, he's a, he's a Rams cult hero. He's now the oldest player in the NFL after uh, we saw the retirement of Tom Brady. And obviously, they're still celebrating in Los Angeles and the Rams that winning the Super Bowl. But it was a really interesting moment when uh, they shot to the stands and there was his his daughter, his youngest, uh, reading a book and not watching the game. <laughs> she was half asleep as well. So um, it just goes to show kids uh, don't really care what's going on on the field. But, uh, yeah, it was a great image that the dad out there celebrating. He's probably the biggest man of his sporting career and his daughter's just there reading a book, not interested at all. But uh, I'm sure they'll have a good laugh at that in years to come. Yeah, and it got people talking. They were wondering, oh, what's going on here? She's not interested. And then and then he's come out and basically said, well, she's that kind of unique figure. She does what she wants to do. She's the fourth mm. of ours, and uh, that's why we love her so much. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was it was nice. Uh, now, Shane Warney, he's got a horse today. He's got uh, he's, he's racing today, Warney. Yeah, Timmy, so he's um, – it took a guy who's going through the form to, to uncover. Warney's always pretty open and honest and very public about everything he does, but uh, they found out that he owns a horse called Sacred Oath. Um, it's in race four um, and uh, a doom. And so, um, yeah, Warney's got his fingers in a lot of pies, that's for sure. Yeah, three-year-old Colt. Um, be interesting to see how it goes. Racing in Brisbane today. Yeah, Glenn Munsey, I think, was the, was the eagle mm. eye that worked it out, the big Muns. Now, uh, staying on cricket. Um, 
your old roommate. Tell me more about Rodney Davidson. He was a <laughs> polarising figure. He was. He was a little left-hand batsman, um, and he's pretty socially awkward. Steve Rickson, the coach at the time, decided to uh, that I, as a senior player, should be rooming with him and try and get the best out of him socially and then on, on the field. Um I came into our hotel room in Adelaide on day one of rooming with this guy. He was pretty untidy, and I found that he was actually using my toothbrush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he had to uh, – I pretty much said, if he ever uses his toothbrush again, I'll be shoving up another part of his body. <laughs> and he didn't do it again, but he scores 100. So uh, maybe I was a good roommate, but, yeah, next trip I took two or three toothbrushes just in case. Yeah, I uh, obviously went on a lot of trips to India and there was speculation that a couple of people cleaning the room were using aftershave, but toothbrush, that takes it to a whole new level. (laughs) That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to those sponsors of ours. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our top producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.